Test, test, one, two. Grace, mercy, and peace, test, test. Thanks, guys.
Good morning, the members of Faith Lutheran Church welcome you to the 8 o'clock broadcast of our worship service from the Faith Ministry Center Sanctuary. Today is the second Sunday in Lent. Leading the liturgy this morning is Reverend Dan Taves. Preaching this morning is Reverend Adam Bridgman. We'll be following Lutheran Service Book Divine Setting 1. We join the service already in progress. Well, good morning, Faith Lutheran Church. So good to see all of you who are gathered here this morning, those of you who are joining us, uh, participating with us online, those of you who are listening in on the radio. Uh, God has knit us all together today and given us a great opportunity to praise and worship this amazing God of ours. And it is the season of Lent. You can tell by the purple all around us. It's that time when we reflect on our sins, and more than that, we reflect on a God who loves us even still. And so we worship this God who forgives us and empowers us for life of service in his kingdom. It is good to be in the house of the Lord, especially today since it's the first weekend of the month. That means we get to receive the gift of Holy Communion, where we know that in, with, and under the bread and wine is the very body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. Let that sink in. In a little bit, you're going to get to receive the body and blood of Jesus given for you for your forgiveness. How amazing is that? So uh, those of you who are participating online, uh, we hope that you have your holy space already prepared, that you have your bread and wine if you're using that, uh, that you'll participate with us in the confession and absolution and words of institution so that together we can share this meal. And by the way, if you'd like to have some communion packets, uh, you know, that you can use for your home uh, communion, you can come to the church office. We'll be happy to give you some little packets of bread and wine that you can use uh, when you worship with us at home. So I'm glad you're here with us as well. All right, we are in the season of Lent. If you haven't looked at this beautiful uh, sort of front cover of your worship folder, it explains what we're doing together in Lent. Our word is repent. But as we talk about this re-word, repent, you'll see in the, in the weeks of, of Lent, we're going to talk about reflection. That was last week. Today we'll talk regret. Then we'll talk about reversing, then removing, then replacing. And we'll end with this beautiful word, redeemer. So this whole season of Lent, you can tell, is about repenting and what it means to confess our sins and to come to God. And today, Pastor Adam's going to lead us in the regret word as we talk about um, being sorry for our our sins. All right, just a few quick announcements. Easter flowers, uh, if you would like to help our church look beautiful for Easter, uh, check your announcement bulletin for how you can purchase those. And after Easter, you can take them home and enjoy them yourself. 
Our Lenten services are continuing on Wednesdays and Tuesdays. Uh, Lenten suppers are also continuing, uh, except not this Wednesday, but the Wednesday after. Uh, again, information that is in your announcement bulletin. And today we start a brand new Bible study called Revelation Boot Camp. If you've ever wanted to know more about that mysterious yet powerful book, the last book of the Bible, today is the first session right after an 8 o'clock service. Uh, you can just stick around and join uh, Ben in the music media room and be a part of that Bible study uh, for adults. Ben is a great teacher uh, and really kind of a cool little twist. His father actually wrote the book about Revelation that we're going to use to study it together. So how cool is that, right? So if you want to stick around and be a part of the first of an eight-week study on Revelation right after worship in the music media room. All right, all that being said, it's time to worship our amazing God today. Uh, as you stand uh, for this, I want you just to notice the first line. God himself is present, so let us now adore him and with awe appear before him. Let's stand as we appear before our God and as he is present with us. Our opening hymn this morning is titled, God Himself is Present, found in Lutheran Service Book 907. God Himself is Present, let us now adore Him, and with awe appear before Him. God is in His temple.
And now let us pray. Almighty God, you have reconciled us to yourself through the blood of the Lamb of God and made us your sons and daughters in your holy family. Thank you for claiming us as your own and washing our sins away with this one perfect final offering. Remove our proud hearts, O Lord, and keep our minds ever mindful of your extravagant gift of love and mercy displayed in Jesus. In his precious name we pray. And now we turn to the beautiful word of the Lord, first from 1 John chapter 1, and we hear this beautiful promise in these words that when we sin and confess those sins, we have one, Jesus, the righteous one, who stands in our defense, pleading in our behalf. St. John said, this is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word has no place in our lives. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand for the Alleluia and reading of the gospel. Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood up and prayed about himself. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, 
that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And now together we boldly confess what we believe about our triune God in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead. His kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the cross. And, and I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. When we think of sin, <clears throat> this Lent, or any time for that matter, don't we have a tendency to think that others seem to be worse sinners than we are? Now, maybe we don't sit up there out loud and pray that pathetic prayer you just heard Dan read from Luke. Thank God I'm not as bad as everybody else. Look at all the great stuff I've done. But that's how we think sometimes because that is how the world works. Some offenses are worse than others. We may also let that thinking lead us into some more sinful paths because no matter what we do, we think we're still not as bad as that person next to us, so I'm doing all right. And then we can also get overwhelmed by some of the things that we have done wrong. And we can shoot completely in the other direction. We are so full of shame, so full of regret, that we can't see or fathom a God that would be merciful enough to love us and to forgive us. We deceive ourselves. It's of help from the master deceiver, Satan. When we live deceived, we are blinded to the truth that we need forgiveness and also that there is no sin that in Jesus Christ our Heavenly Father will not forgive. 
we do indeed deceive ourselves in many ways when it comes to sin. Well, I greet you this morning with grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Savior, the crucified Jesus. Amen. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We heard that in the first John text. Now, you could be so self-righteous like that Pharisee and think that you have no sin because you're just so good. But loving sin and living for it and getting out of bed only to pursue it is also a way in which we deceive ourselves into thinking that the pleasures of this world are a greater gift than even the one that we have from Jesus to be with him in eternity. Now, some of you heard a little bit about this when I did Tuesday morning Bible study a few weeks ago. Um, but I'm going to elaborate a little more on that than I did in class. It was, it was about 23 years ago, and I had to do the research to see what year it was that it came out. But I still lived in Springfield, Illinois, and I used to love to go to Barnes & Noble's bookstore. This was before e-books and all this. I can't stand e-books, not a fan. But I used to love to go to the actual physical store and just look around. I never knew what I was going to look at. And one day, I pulled up to the store there in Springfield, and from one end of the entrance to the other were motorcycles. From, there had to be at least 40 or 50 motorcycles right in front of the entrance to Barnes and Nobles. I'm sure not a common sight at any Barnes and Nobles, but especially not in Springfield, Illinois. Well, I walked in. That did not deter me from going in. Uh, and I, I expected to see a bunch of... No offense to anyone who loves to ride Harleys or, you know, that may be for a hobby. I expected to see maybe some guys that were, you know, just having fun or on a ride or whatever. And I see a guy come out of the bathroom and I get a glimpse of the back of his jacket and it reads, Hell's Angels. It made me a little nervous. <laughs> if you know their reputation, and I'm sure some of you, most of you do. And, I mean, these are not the wild hogs. These are the real deal, the guys that live the life. And it turns out that Ralph, nicknamed Sonny Barger, who was basically not the original founder, but molded the Hells Angels Motorcycle Club into what they were, was their signing his autobiography. And that's what they were all doing there. They were riding from Barnes and Nobles to Barnes and Nobles for book signings. They, the guys there were pretty nice. But I bought one, and I can't remember it. Now, these guys live by a whole different set of rules than we do. They were known to run drugs, prostitutes, guns, have wives and girlfriends, and that was an accepted way of living within the bounds of their club. Now, most of the ways they lived were secret because unless you were a member of the club, you didn't know. You weren't privy to what they did. And, but it would seem that they lived only to chase sin day in and day out for gain. Television producer Kurt Sutter 
after spending some time with the Outlaws, which is another motorcycle club, you have the Banditos, you have a few of them that actually are motorcycle clubs that are actually a lifestyle of, of these guys that live riding their motorcycles and living by these rules. And after spending some time with them, he created a series called the Sons of Anarchy. Now, the series is centered around a character named Jackson Teller, who starts off the series by wanting to change the ways of the club, their morals, their illegal activities. He wanted to take it, as he called it, make them legit. He wanted them to stop doing all these immoral things. But as time goes on, he ends up as just one of the members of this chapter as the president of, the, of his chapter of the Sons of Anarchy. And as he becomes the leader, he steps further and further into the darkness of sin. Each sin he embraces, he comes closer and closer to the darkness as it gets easier and easier to love sin, to chase sin, to live to sin. He becomes more and more evil. He gets to the point where he kills without hesitation, engages his club in running prostitution and pornography, drugs, and everything that God and any community would consider morally reprehensible, they engaged in and they profited from. He even ends up murdering his own mother. Now, she's a character in and of herself. You'd have to see the series to understand all that. But it is in one point in the last episode where after all of this, Jackson feels hopeless. He feels lost. He has spent so much time embracing sin and evil and lived only to pursue it. That regret finally sets in. The pain of the loss that he's caused himself and his motorcycle club as he finds himself and his two young sons going down a deep hole of destruction, he sets things in motion to protect his sons and to protect his motorcycle club. But this can only be accomplished if he dies. the place he has put himself. In the last scene, I guess I should have given you a spoiler alert. Jackson is riding his motorcycle at a semi at high speed with the police chasing him as he's going to take the blame for everything. With his arms wide open in an eerily peaceful scene, he embraces death. His regret his hopelessness. His only way to protect everyone was for him to die. And I don't think die like we do with the hope of Jesus. Die with the hopelessness that what he did in life couldn't be undone and that there was no forgiveness. He felt that he was beyond redemption, out of God's reach, which we never are. Interesting, 
In the first scene of the series, you see a piece of bread sitting on the side of the road and crows nipping at it. In the end, the final scene of the series, you see that same piece of bread laying on the side of the road. And when Jackson's motorcycle hits the semi, you see his blood flow into that piece of bread. And the crows start nibbling at it. They are the motorcycle club living on Jackson's sacrifice. There's a metaphor for you. The point of all this is that sin is powerful. And when we indulge in it, when we step into it without hesitation and without remorse, we are deceiving ourselves. We need confession. We need to repent. That desire to turn away from that kind of life. Even though we know we can't always get it right, we need to desire to turn away from it. Remember that verse from Ezekiel where God takes no pleasure in the death of a sinner, but rather that they turn from their ways and live. See, but we need to remember, we always have a God that will receive us back when we ask him. Like the one lost sheep, like the prodigal son, he is faithful and just upon our confession of anything. He will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And that is how powerful the cross is. The cross of Jesus. And I know Jesus has told us we all need to bear our own crosses, but the cross Jesus carried, we can't carry. He told the disciples, where I'm going, you cannot follow. So that is what Jesus walking out of that tomb accomplishes for us. So here I have given you an extreme illustration of sin and what living only for it can mean. Now, we may look at a group like the Hell's Angels in these motorcycle clubs that live hard, fast, and wild and think, whew, at least I don't engage in all that kind of stuff. I'm a pretty good person. Then we might pray that pathetic for us to do. But may God give us the humility to know we don't deserve his love or his mercy. But in Jesus, we have it. That we can pray humbly knowing that even as full Sin as we are, God is always faithful and just to forgive our sins. And we are as full of sin as anyone else. So God, have mercy on us sinners. And indeed, today he has. And as we head toward the cross that paid for any and all things that we could ever do to offend God, may we always remember that Jesus saves. In that, we put our hope. And in that name, we say, Amen. And at this time, as we pass the baskets and collect our offering, we just want to remind 
how much we thank you and how grateful we are for your support here of our ministry at Faith. Our offering hymn this morning is titled, Chief of Sinners Though I Be. This is found on Lutheran Service Book 611. Chief of Sinners Though I Be, Jesus shed his blood for me. Died that I might live on high, lives that I might never die. As it branches to the vine, I am his and he is mine.
now, if you're able, would you please stand as we thank God for these offerings we have brought to his altar this morning. Merciful Father, we offer with joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us, ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive, Receive them for the sake, sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we bring our hearts to the Lord in prayer, knowing that he always hears and always answers. We pray. Well, God of strength, whose power is made known all the time, even in times of sickness, we remember today how your servant, St. Paul, once wrote of a thorn in the flesh, a malady, an illness, a sickness through which your power was made known. Lord, today your children are still afflicted with chronic illnesses and pains and their own thorns. Especially this day, we remember and pray for Audrey Rissi, Mary Hove, and Alice Yor. Visit them with your healing, comforting presence, and make your power known even in their weakness. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, we lift up our prayer. Lord, we pray this day for the families of Tim Miller, Bob Lurkey, Nancy Miller, and Shirley Spikala, all called home to you this past week. When death comes, Lord, it is a time for memories, blessed memories that lift our grieving hearts and brighten our lives. So thank you for those memories, those tiny gifts in dark times. But also, Lord, keep us ever mindful that as your children, we have more than just memories. Your Son, Jesus Christ, the first fruits of those risen from death, gives us not a past, but a future, an eternal future, together with our loved ones in light. So thank you for the memories, and thank you for the healing power and the hope that they bring. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, we lift up our prayer. Eternal, ever-loving God, your Son, our Savior Jesus Christ, once took his place with us and at the Jordan River heard your voice declare him to be your beloved child. By your grace, you have called us to take our place with him also in the waters of holy baptism, and you have claimed us also as beloved in your sight. So today we rejoice with little Hadley Ray Kromenacher, who will be baptized later this morning, and we pray your continued blessings on her all the days of her life. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, we lift up our prayer. And finally, Lord, we remember our servicemen and women who go in our name and in our stead to protect us and bring peace to a troubled world. Keep them safe, constantly remind them of your presence, and bless them with the knowledge that you will use their sacrifices to accomplish great good in our world. Lord of all mercy, love, and goodness, we lift up our prayer. And now into your hands, O Lord, we entrust all for whom we pray, confident in your abundant grace and abiding mercy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now we prepare to receive the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. The Lord be with you. 
and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. And let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give him thanks and praise. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, O Lord, Holy Father, almighty and everlasting God, for the countless blessings you so freely bestow on us and all creation. Above all, we give thanks for your boundless love shown to us when you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, into our flesh and laid on him our sin, giving him into death that we might not die eternally. Because he is now risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity, all who believe in him will overcome sin and death and will rise again to new life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing... as we pray in Jesus' name and as he has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, on the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it, and gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also, after supper, he took, after supper, he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you. And also with you. Now, this would be a good time for those of you who are at home to take and eat the body and blood of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And the rest of us, please take a moment to share the peace of the Lord with one another before you are seated and come to the Lord's table.
Just as I am without one plea, found in Lutheran Service Book 570. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come, I come.
Our next hymn is titled, Jesus, Refuge of the Weary, found in Lutheran Service Book 423. Thank you for joining us for today's worship service from the Faith Ministry Center of Faith Lutheran Church. All the members of Faith Lutheran Church invite you to join us for any of our worship services. We would enjoy sharing the time with you. For Ministry Center locations, worship, and education times, please visit our website at www.faithfoxvalley.org or call the church office at 739-9191. Any communication regarding this broadcast can be directed to Stephen Moore, Director of Worship, Faith Lutheran Church, 601 East Glendale Avenue, Appleton, Wisconsin, 54911. Until we meet again, may the Lord bring you peace. now may the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you in body and soul till life everlasting. Depart in peace. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. For his steadfast love endures forever. And let us pray. Gracious God, we give thanks that you have refreshed us with this foretaste of the feast to come. And we ask that you accompany, accompany us in our pilgrimage until we enter the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And as you go out into the world this day, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Our closing hymn is titled, Tell Out My Soul. Father Lutheran Service Book 935. <laughs> 